You are listening to WHOA Podcast, coming to you from Gainesville, Florida. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the WHOA GNV Podcast, the coronavirus sessions, where our temporary mission is to save as many businesses and jobs as possible by sharing how your fellow business owners and professionals are navigating the impact of COVID-19. I am your host, Colin Austin, and my co-host is Michael Dees, who is lagging on the Wi-Fi today. <laughs> What's I, up, man? I hope I'm not lagging too much. It's been, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's, a, maybe it's, a, yeah, maybe it's the stock market that's making me lag right now. I know we, we were talking about this before we started recording. We're all kind of glued to this right now, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah. you're not un- one thing, it's another, right? You're unstable, as Zoom likes to tell you, or the internet likes to tell you. How does that make oh, you feel, Mike? I am so unstable right now. <laughs> uh, George, Georgia, who's on the show today, she, she commented, they should use something else, right, Georgia? Like, telling people they're unstable during this time? Oh. Yeah, this isn't a good time to tell people you're unstable. I think Zoom <laughs> needs a different verbiage there. Uh, that's so great. All right, you guys. Well, before I, hope we my, get in, I hope my face froze on a really weird spot. Yeah, it did. Uh, <laughs> So I hope, so we're gonna get it today today's show. And Good. before we do, let's uh, let's thank our sponsors. You guys, let's let's talk quickly about how the coronavirus has impacted your business. Maybe you realized you need a different kind of office space, or you have questions about your lease options, or maybe you've been thinking about buying or selling a commercial property but you're not sure when to act, you guys call the team at Collier's International Gainesville. They have the expertise and local experience to help you make the right decision for your commercial real estate needs. Check out their services at colliers.com slash Gainesville. Dan Drodos and team, thank you so much for your support of this podcast. Really, really appreciate it. And you guys, I mean, there's going to be so much happening with, with, you know, the real estate side, commercial stuff here in the future, I think, you know, our restaurant's going to downsize because of this thing. Our people, you know, a lot of people, I mean, a lot of people have been like remote, been remote working. Like it's going to be interesting. You're going to have like bicycle shops, you know, expanding for more inventory. And then you're going to have like office people going remote. I'm going to be super interested to see what's, what's happening here. But when you're looking for that space, definitely reach out to our friends at Collier's International Gainesville. Um, again, that's colliers.com slash Gainesville. Boom. Right. I'm going to try to get through this read without too much lag. We also have our friends over at Gainesville, Harley Davidson. Look, if you're looking to upgrade from a scooter that we sold you a while back to a beautiful new Harley Davidson motorcycle, give our friends at Gainesville, Harley an email or call. Uh, you can email Emily at m at gainesvilleharley.com. That's E-M at gainesvilleharley.com or call them at 352 352- Three three one six three six three. Also, side note: if you've never been out to their dealership, go check it out. It's absolutely beautiful. It's out by 39th and I-75. It's just awesome. Side side note: I was driving home from the Panhandle this weekend, saw their beautiful billboard uh, on on I-10. Uh, Tallahassee Harley now under new ownership. That's them. They were expanding. So. Uh, mad props to them. They're our friends over there. Uh, thank you for supporting us. And listeners, if you get a chance to support Gainesville Harley, please go see them. Tell them we sent you. You're like a ventriloquist. How did you say that without moving your lips? <laughs> uh, Mike, Mike. Uh, this, for everybody who's listening, Mike's, uh, Mike's video. I don't know, man. 
Mike's video is uh, not working right now. He's super laggy on our on our uh, video version of this. But that's all right, man. All the audio came through nice and clear, so that was a good 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 read, man. So and uh, and before we get into, I I want to go ahead and really quickly thank some of the people because I promised I was going to give t-shirt shout outs to everybody who bought t-shirts on the website. If you want to buy a t-shirt, go to whoagnd.com. Uh, just click our shop and you can buy an awesome uh, sponsor t-shirt. We even have the hashtag, the hashtag GN, GNBBIZ shirts have been extremely popular. Um, but shout outs to Rich Maltby, Carl Henriksen, Amber Miller, Paul Prusakowski, Rachel Waka, Chris Floyd, and Adam Brewer, all vital parts to this community. Uh, man, like all the businesses and support and nonprofits that are in that list right there. I mean, you guys, thank you so much for your support. It's an all-star cast. Yeah, all-star cast. There you go. So and thank you for everything that you guys are doing for the community. Uh, just absolutely appreciative of all of you guys. And we got to get into the show, man. We got to get this going because you notice I got the standing desk and I can jump up and down now. Uh, <laughs> because my friend Georgia Wooten of Crime Prevention Security Systems is on the show. Not only is she our guest today, but they have been one of our premier sponsors of the podcast uh, in the first quarter of this year. It was absolutely awesome. We had a really cool creative video and everything. So Georgia, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for sponsoring our show. Uh, thanks for all your support. We, we appreciate you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. So excited to be here. And I know that Emily is a good friend of yours from Gainesville Harley and they're sponsoring. She, Emily is one of my favorite people on the planet. Emily with Gainesville Harley. I adore her. And it, I just saw her um, version of the WHOA GNV podcast, the coronavirus sessions the other day. So it was yeah. really great to, uh, <laughs> she did to, good, to follow right? her. She did she good. Tough back to follow. <laughs> <laughs> she did great. So, so Georgia, like, talk to us. <laughs> tell us, tell us. You know, how have things been at Crime Prevention Security Systems now that this thing has happened? I mean, those initial, those initial impacts. Like, what, what, what were they for you guys? Uh, well, it's interesting because at first um, we did not see a whole lot of impact. Um, we were deemed essential right from the the get go, and so we took a very methodical approach day by day. We'd have. Um, daily communications with our management team. And our, we're headquartered here in Gainesville, but we have offices both in Jacksonville and in Orlando. And so we would do Zoom meetings, which we had been doing previously um, prior to the coronavirus outbreak. And you know, we would gather information from our local municipalities and what was going on with our customers in each of those locations and make strategic decisions along the way to decide how do we proceed for this day. Um, and for a while, it was, it was literally day by day. Um, now we've been able to get into a, a pretty decent groove with things and, and we get together as a management team on a weekly basis and adjust as needed. But um, it, business has definitely changed um, in, in a lot of ways and it's also stayed the same in others and it's been a really interesting mix for us. Um, the bulk of my workforce is out in the field. They're out at people's homes and in people's businesses installing yeah, so, and servicing so real quick just yeah. uh let our yeah. i mean i i assume it's pretty <laughs> i mean the the name kind of explains what you do but give everybody kind of the 30 second pitch if you will of sure of, of your business like the services you guys offer yeah so we are crime prevention security systems and we've been in florida for 45 years now and we're one of the top 100 installing security companies in the country um, we install service and monitor security systems 
fire systems, we install camera systems, access control. And then we also have a pretty large entertainment division where we do whole home entertainment systems. Um, anything from an individual TV to a integrated automated system. Awesome. So sorry, I wanted you to get that piece in there so people <laughs> understood like where you're going. But so you have, you Thank have, you. yeah, so you have multiple, so, so you guys have people kind of spread out all over the place, right? And oh I mean, yeah, all over the me, state. Yeah, talk to me a little bit about, so how many team members do you guys have total? Uh, we have 65. 65. Um, so with people kind of spread mm -hmm. out and, and with the service you guys are offering being one of those services where people really kind of need you, I mean, they got to go inside to install a security system, right? Or mm -hmm. like, so, you know, how has that been? You know, I, I would assume that a lot of people are like, ah, like I really don't want strangers in my house right now. Like, are you, are you having any of that? How have you navigated that? Well, the, what we've done, Yes, there are some people who do not want us in their homes right now. And so one of the new services that we've rolled out is a do it together program. And I can talk about that a little bit um, later if you want to. Uh, but the other thing that we've done as far as what we do when we go into homes and businesses is we're, we've always been really proactive about reaching out to our customers to confirm appointments, make sure they understand the expectations of what's going to happen when we're there. And that's just shifted a little bit to now include a health component, make sure that they understand that our employees are healthy. And we ask questions to ensure that we're sending our staff into a healthy home or business. Um, and then, of course, we put in all the precautionary method, me uh, methods that everyone else is doing with masks and gloves and sanitizing and, and booties, um, you know, just depending on what the situation is and where we're going. Um, we do a lot on new construction as well. And so masks have been mandated in Alachua County and Osceola counties. So um, we're even wearing masks on construction sites, which honestly poses its own set of health risks as it gets hotter and into the summer months. Um, so, you know, we've just been in communication with our customers and made sure that they're comfortable with us coming out there. And if they're not, there's a lot of stuff that we can troubleshoot remotely if it's a service issue. Um, and then we've rolled out this do it together program. So we do have a way to, if somebody wants a new installation, but they are social distancing and don't want somebody in their home, we have a new option for that as well. Cool. I mean, from the, from the team aspect, yeah. do you think, do you think that, you know, like I, I'm kind of interested in how the remote processes work, like, cause you guys, you have installers and stuff, right? So you yeah. still have people out in the field, but how many people and do you have team members that are working remotely from home? Um, and how have you navigated, mm -hmm. you know, the communication aspect, the, the team building aspect, that, that kind of stuff? Yeah. So we have a pretty small administrative staff. And so um, many of them have worked remote during this pandemic. And some of them are back in the office now. Some of them are working kind of a hybrid schedule where they're at home some days and, and in the office and others. Um, and fortunately, we were already set up to do that. Our our network and everything was open. It was an open platform enough to where we were able to pretty quickly pivot and set up remote employees. Um, and we really made sure that the ones who were immunocompromised, that they were the first to have remote work setups. Um, and then my sales team is able to do a lot of things virtually as well. They can, much like what we're doing right now, do a Zoom call 
and have a homeowner or business owner walk them through the property and make sure that they're addressing any areas of vulnerability. On the technical side, it gets a little more tricky because you have actual equipment that needs to be installed. Um, but the technology in the security world has grown so much over the last several years that a lot of troubleshooting for service calls can be done remotely. And that's that's been the case for a long time now. Um, so yes. we can, if somebody's having a, a any kind of issue, there's a lot of stuff we can do remotely anyway. Um, but now we can do this do it together program where essentially the way that the do it together program works is that we do a virtual sales call and um, salesperson will walk through the home on a zoom call or Skype or FaceTime. And then um, we'll get all the information, design the system for them, program everything for that particular home. Um, and then send it out. We'll sanitize it and send it out and schedule a call where we have a technician actually walking the customer through the installation. Um, the do-it-yourself model has really grown in popularity in the security industry in recent years, and it's terrified us, quite frankly, because there's a lot of things that can go wrong, whether it's equipment placement, communication with the panel, communication with the monitoring center, and this was a really nice um, way for us to kind of allow somebody to do the do-it-yourself but have that safety net where we can help ensure that it's done properly and that they don't have the vulnerabilities that they're not expecting. Yeah. Mike, you got questions, man? Yeah, hopefully it won't take me too long to get it out on our feed here, but what has the demand been like? Has, that, has there been a shift there? Has it been in, increased, decrease? Uh, for new installations, we've seen a decrease for sure. And um, we do a lot in new construction as well. And right now things are steady in new construction. However, um, in Orlando's our largest new construction market, um, and what we've seen is that a lot of the track builders that we work with don't have any new starts in the spec home realm. So while we're not seeing a slowdown yet, there's one coming for sure. Um, and then in service, we've it's been relatively steady for us. And honestly, some of our commercial clients have wanted us out there to do some upgrades and service and whatnot while they didn't have as many clients and it wasn't as disruptive for us to be there. So it's it's been a mixed bag for us. Yeah. What about with like current, current contracts, you know, cause I, I keep seeing this unemployment, uh, and contracts. I mean, like people who have, uh, re, you know, re reoccurring service with you every month. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I keep seeing this unemployment rate go up and up and up and people losing their jobs. I mean, you know, are they cut? Like, have they called you guys and be like, ah, like I need to stop my service. Like how, have you guys lost, a lot of business because of people losing their jobs or, you know, what's that been like? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We certainly have lost more business because of people losing their jobs um, and their financial uncertainty in general. What we've tried to communicate and, and we deal with each work with each customer individually. Um, we'll work out some sort of payment arrangement or payment plan or deferment or something to try to retain them long-term. Cause we do hope that and anticipate that this is, this is short lived that we're all going to recover in some way, shape or form. Um, and one of the things that historically has happened is as the economy goes down, crime tends to go up. And so um, it's been really important to meet our mission that we don't place our customers in a vulnerable spot because they happen to lose their jobs. So we've been, we've been really proactive about working with people to try to retain their business and retain their security and peace of mind, even if they lost their job. 
Yeah. You know, and it's, it's interesting that you say that in terms of like, in, I mean, what about just people being away from their businesses? You know, like I was just, I was just thinking like we, <laughs> even in that first month, like we, you know, we left our, you know, business, we put a sign on our door saying we're not here. Um, yeah. you know, and so a lot of people even kind of not being around their businesses probably makes them a little bit more susceptible to a potential break in and, and that kind of thing. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's interesting. Yeah. And, and I, I agree with you in terms of like the, I think this is short lived. Um, you know, I've, I, I, you know, I think there's going to be things that are different in terms of like, sure, like maybe for the rest of 2020, people are wearing masks and, you know, we're keeping our social distancing and stuff. But I mean, but I think that, you know, I don't know, June, July, like people are going to be, people are going to be out of their houses again <laughs> and they're going to be going yeah. places and they're going to, you know, I, 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 I think it'll be different, but, but I think things are going to start to come back. And I, and I, yeah. even think, I even think a lot of the businesses that even like furloughed people or even laid off people are going to, um, you know, start coming, start coming back. I mean, I think a prime example is, you know, we talked to, we talked to Jeff over at exact tech, you know, mm -hmm. the, the other day and, you know, and this is like ball and, you know, they make parts like these things for, yeah. for voluntary, uh, surgeries. Right. And so, and so you heard like immediately all voluntary surgeries were like done, like no, like no voluntary surgeries, you know, but now, now yeah. that's starting to come back. And so, you mm -hmm. know, like these things that just, immediately got put on pause are now starting to come back. And, and I think that's going to be, uh, I think it's just going to be growing case over, over the next several months. So mm -hmm. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm no, I don't have a crystal ball, but I expect, I expect. Yeah, I agree. The uh, employment rate to get better, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So those are, those are my thoughts. Yeah, I do too. Two cents yeah, and, and you know, guy who knows nothing. In, in watching the phase one reopening of of Florida, there's there's a lot of data that suggests that Florida is is handling the coronavirus well, especially in areas like Gainesville, where you know we've got a little more social distance just naturally built in. You know, places like Miami, certainly it's a little more difficult for them to open up. But I I agree with you. I anticipate that we're going to start seeing more and more activity. I think people are getting tired of being home. Yeah. So it's, oh. you know, it's, it's time. And I think there's a shift too. you know, we've, there was a lot of fear that was perpetuated and, and rightfully so. I mean, there was just that, that, that initial, what if um, we were just bombarded with all of this fear and now we have real data that we can look at and say, well, this is what's actually happening and we can react to that. And, and that's, that's almost, I mean, that, that, that engages a different part of the brain where we're, we're more logical about our decision-making and I think it's helping to reopen things. Yeah. Do you have access to any kind of data that would indicate uh, that as we've gone through this, uh, the, the crime calls or reports of crime and stuff have gone up or down? No, the, the, there've been a couple isolated instances in some of our other markets where we've seen, um, you know, like a rash of break-ins um, one was in the central Florida area where we saw a rash of break-ins. We have not seen that in, in the Gainesville area thus far. Um, but just historically when, when unemployment goes up and, um, you know, the economy goes down, that tends to be people, people get desperate and, um, you know, breaking and entering tends to go up in particular. 
you know, one thing that one thing that I'm interested in too is like how has the response been from from your team? You know, like from installer, like has has there been any like paranoia about going into people's homes or has there been any, you know, any, any fear just from being out in the field at all, or they just, it just seems like business is normal. Most of my staff has been business as normal. They've been really um, comfortable with what we've put in place. Um, this, I mean, we put in safety measures in place at the beginning of this and it wasn't that much different from how we interacted in the past um, with, with clients. It was just a little bit more, um, with PPE as we got our hands on it. Um, but there were a few individuals who were very concerned about, about their personal health and safety. And if it was a technician, um, you know, we tried to come up with a different work environment for them where they could do a little more remotely and not so much in the field, or they work strictly construction, which they really have very little contact. When we go into, um, a construction site, there's, there aren't a whole lot of other trades there at that point. So you can still get work done, but not necessarily be around a lot of people. Um, so we would make accommodations for our, our field technicians as much as, as we could. Um, and we even, one of the things that became really important to us was making sure that we had regular contact with our customers. So for those people who felt uncomfortable being out in the field, we had them also making like customer care calls and just making, reaching out proactively to customers and making sure everybody felt um, comfortable with their system. If, you know, if they had any questions or any troubleshooting that we could do remotely, we would do that for them. So, um, you know, we, we made adjustments in that capacity and then a lot, there are still admin staff of mine who are immunocompromised who are still home and I anticipate they will be for the foreseeable future at this point. Yeah. Sounds like you guys have done a pretty good job navigating this thing. <laughs> um, how about like, what's been, what's been the biggest out of everything, what would you say has been the, the biggest challenge, you know, for you guys from the leadership standpoint? That's a good question. Um, at the beginning of this, just the constant shifting of information and trying to um, stay up on what the next step needed to be. And honestly, it was trying, it was very hard not to get overwhelmed by all of the what ifs um, and, and to instead focus on what's actually in front of us and how do we react to that information. So, you know, while we had some contingencies in place for some of the what ifs that were very seemed very real to us at, at various points in this. It was, I think the hardest thing was just staying focused and being present and making sure that we were making decisions that made the best sense for our customers, for our business, um, and for our team members. And I, I, the, but the, on the flip side of that, the really cool thing is that, um, you know, since we're in three different cities, it really forced us to come together and communicate more frequently, which, was awesome. Um, and we've been on a really good schedule, a consistent schedule throughout where um, we're constantly touching base and making minor adjustments so that we can stay as, as nimble as possible with whatever happens to be thrown at us next. Yeah. What's your primary way of doing that? Do you guys have like an internal system for communications between, are you guys using Slack or like, what's like, what's the tool being used for that communication? We Facebook workplace. Okay. You like Facebook Workplace? Face, yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah um, it's okay, but I got started on it. And then <laughs> mixed emotions about it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I've never really like. But nothing, nothing beats cool. the face to face. Yeah. No, no definitely. Black guy. So, so I mean, <laughs> you guys, you guys have been in business for forty-five years. So what you said. Yeah. So 45 yep, years, 45 years, 
in business. Uh, I mean, like, it's easy for, like, a little guy like me to look at that and be like, all right, like, they're, they're, they're stable. Like, they've no, no problems. They've got this. You know, 45 years in business is a long time. You feel, like, pretty secure in that. Like, was there ever, like, a moment of, oh, my gosh, like, this could be, this could be the thing. This could be the, yeah. you know, like, you know, I mean, were you, were you worried at first? Were you just super confident? Like what was your emotional state, if you will? And so not only that, but, but of your, but of your yeah. family too, if you can speak on behalf yeah. of the family, cause I know it's a family business, you know, what was the, yeah. what was y'all's emotional state? Yeah. So I'm, I'm the second generation of our family business and my parents, John and Randy are, I mean, they come into the office pretty much every day. Um, my dad is still the major decision maker. And at first there was a, oh my God, what are we going to do moment? Um, there was a lot of fear about whether we were going to be deemed essential and what that would mean to our business. Um, and if we would be able to survive it as a business. So yeah, there was a lot of fear. And for me, I had a lot of anger at one point too. And I was, you know, just, I, I didn't, I di personally didn't see the correlation between shutting everything down and preventing the spread of, of a virus. And so, um, you know, it, it took a couple of weeks for me to adjust to accepting this is what the new normal is and, um, you know, get back into the present moment. I, I got really wrapped up in the what ifs. Um, and my dad was super level-headed as he normally is. And he's, he is very much the guy who takes things as they come and just deals with, with what's presented to him. And so he, he kept a lot of stability in our family. Um, and I think we did a pretty good job too, of not really communicating a whole lot of that fear to the team. Um, and just, you know, trying to be very as transparent with them as, as we could. And, um, you know, fortunately it's been a pretty smooth ride and there've been some significant bumps through this coronavirus, but, um, you know, we've, I guess we've just got a good shock system right yeah. now. <laughs> you know, it makes me think like, cause I kind of went, is that the right car analogy? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I went through, I went through very much a similar thing. Like, I, mean, you know, cause I, I went into this early phase of what ifs and a lot of the what ifs were super negative. It was just like, man, like what if we don't survive this? Like what if, you know, what if school doesn't start in the fall? What, you know, I was like so focused on all these, on all these negative things and, and, and then I just started, I don't know, like, I think, I think these helped a lot of these sessions from other business owners and talking to friends and stuff they, and they were like, you know, like, okay, yeah. So what if, what if school doesn't, start? you know, I, I kind of just trans transitioned to like, okay, like what, what if school doesn't start in the fall? Like, how are we going to make money? Like, how are we going to, how, how will we adjust to the, to that situation if that's the, the, the case? And I think our team, um, you know, we've done a really good job of kind of talking that through, haven't we, Mike, and, and trying to prepare for that as best as possible. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely would agree. I think one, um, one thing we've also had a, a discussion about an interesting time and, and she hit on it a minute ago is about how do you toe that line between transparency and, and wanting to bring your team up to date, but also not making them fearful. Because yeah. I think that that's something that a lot of businesses and, and us included uh, have had um, an interesting go of it with because you don't you don't want them to be afraid. You don't want them to fear like, you know, they're going to be in the unemployment line tomorrow. But you also want to be transparent and, and make sure that they understand what the expectations are and how things are going. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, George, you have any comments on that? <laughs> oh, it's a difficult line to tell. I mean, and that's that's in this situation and in every situation as a business owner, um, because yeah, there there's a you're there to instill confidence in your team, and yet they've got to have enough information to know that you're not full of it. So and yet the, it, and yet it, the reality is like this. Balance. You're like, Oh my gosh, are we, we going to survive this thing? Like I, I, I don't know. And you're just like breaking down and then you're, and then you're just like, Oh yeah, guys, we, we got this. We're, we're good. We're, we're going to figure it out. Oh my God. Like <laughs> the, the emotional roller coaster, the back and forth between, you know, and I, I think I saw Kim Kalp say something about it. I was like, or she messaged, I don't know what it was, but it's just like the emotional roller coaster going back and forth of like, we've got this. We're going to do this. Like I'm pumped. I'm excited about the challenge to the, to the low the next day. I'm, to oh, the tears in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Help me please. I just want to be good. It's just like, there's no in between. It's like one end of the spectrum or the other. So, cause yeah. I've definitely had the days where I'm like, man, I'm going to show the world. We've got this. Like, let's go. Chip on the shoulder. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but, but man, it's definitely, it's definitely been a challenge. And I definitely, definitely with the transparency of the team, I just don't want, I don't want to, I don't want to make false promises. I've said that multiple times. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to tell my entire team, everything's going to be just fine. Like, you don't have to worry about, losing your job you guys are good like i don't like i don't want to make i don't want to lie uh but i also want to like mm -hmm. keep that confidence right keep them keep them being like okay like we're this is gonna be a challenge but you know this team can get through it and so so far we've done an excellent yeah. job i i would give our team i'd give our team an a mike i think the other day said like a c plus but <laughs> I said I give myself a B minus, but oh, I was yourself, being, yourself. you know, I just didn't want to come across as like <laughs> braggadocious or anything. The team, the team is fantastic. Yeah, no, the team, the team has been doing a, a really excellent <laughs> job of going, going with the flow, um, and and really, yeah, and and like you said, communication. I think communication has been at a all time high. So, um, so awesome. Georgia, like, yeah, our team has been great too. Let's. Let's um, let's do this because I know you are you you guys are so invested into the community. Uh, I know that's one of the reasons why you even supported our show is like just super invested into the things that we were doing, and I'm so 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 grateful for y'all's support. Um, Thank you. But like, what? How about from like uh, j just a just an organization that has been in the Gainesville community community so long? Like, maybe you can offer like a little advice or a little encouragement or whatever you would like just to our Gainesville community to wrap this thing up. Yeah, sure. Um, I think it all goes back to the concept of what is driving you and driving decisions. And this was the thing that I struggled with at the very beginning of this. Um, is it fear or is it some other motivation? Is it your actual mission? And for us, as a company, when we really focus on life safety, then we do our best work. And when the team rallies around our mission, then we do our best work. When we're, when we're overwhelmed by fear and by the what ifs, then it becomes just like this monster that you can't get out of the room and get away from. And so I'm not necessarily offering advice. I'm just saying that with my experience, the one thing that I had to overcome was 
all of the fear of the what ifs and just focus on what's actually in front of me and, and deal with the here and now and make decisions on the real information and, you know, communicate and, and rally together over here's where we actually are and here's where we want to be and continue just moving that needle forward in the direction of, of our mission and our vision. Love it. Love Thanks. it so much. So uh, why don't you tell our audience where they can connect with you, where they can keep their businesses and homes safe. What's the best way to reach out to you guys? Uh, so our phone number is 352-376-1499. It's a local number. And then you can find us online at cpss.net. And then we're also on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn. Awesome. cpss.net. I've said that several times. You can find the little signs all over town. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. um, Michael, any final thoughts before we wrap this up, my man? Nah, not, not really. I did want to say from a personal note, just thank you for your support of our podcast. It means the world. Um, I get to read, read these sponsorships every now and then Colin will let me do one. And, and I've enjoyed, um, you know, all the help we get from our partners, but you guys have been a tremendous support. And so I just wanted to, to thank you for that. Thank you so much. Yeah. I love what you guys are doing and what you do for Gainesville businesses. So thank you. Um, you do tremendous, tremendous work for this community. So I'm so, I'm grateful for you. Thank you. And there you go. Gainesville world, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Definitely support our sponsor, Crime Prevention Security Systems, and support Georgia and her family and this awesome business. And let's just continue to stay strong, everybody. We're going to get through this. Um, It's been so encouraging for me to hear all of the advice coming from our local business owners and seeing everybody really pull through this. So uh, I, I am inspired. I'm encouraged. And uh, I I know that we're all going to be okay. So stay strong. This is the WHOA GNV podcast, the podcast bringing you businesses and individuals that make you go, whoa, whoa, whoa. We will see you later. Bye.